Rappy, Rihanna's pregnant, and I... Want to be too? <laughs> I'll be filled with love and filled with things other than um, chicken nuggets. Nuggets or chicken nuggets? Come or come nuggets? Ooh. Uh, Chilled cum nuggets. We nuggets? We nuggets. What's a nugget? No. What's a nugget? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What's yeah. your name? <laughs> <laughs> this is a new parish, y'all. And my name is Rafi Manzor. And, and this is, is Wait, Don't, don't do, do It, where we tell you to wait. Have a baby, get a job, start a business, and, and step it up. It's February, and January did not exist. Let's just be very clear. January was like two weeks. Of what, added up situations. What was, what was January like? Who was she? What did we do? Nothing? Who cares? We had a really big snowstorm. Yeah. That was January. Right. If you're in a certain part of, you know, the Americas, mm-hmm. um, in the United States, especially in the DMV, bitch, the snow every week we've been doing. It's unusual because D.C. still, to me, is has mild winters. Like, when you look at the scope that of winters, mild. we can't complain fully because, like, Chicago's being hit. Like, with, like, cold, cold. Like, they're in 18 degrees weather right now. And I could never imagine that. Um, That's why motherfuckers be so angry out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and in New York, too. Like, my, my client this morning was, like, in a sweater. She, she a trainer from New York. And she was in a sweater. And I was like, baby, what's, what, what's with the sweater? And she's like, it's fucking cold in here. And I can't take it anymore. And it's so interesting to see... Um, People in D.C. like all like bundled up. I've seen both. I've seen people like bundled up like it's like negative 18 degrees. And I've seen people out in shorts still at like 30 degrees. I don't bundle up because um, I'm You have a car. (laughs) So you don't have to be outside. No, I just walk out, run till I got to. I'm like, girl, I need a good coat and a hat. I'll be outside for less than a minute. Each time, I just run back and forth. So you're the person I'm seeing out walking around in shorts. Oh, sometimes I just don't wear a jacket. You just run in, run out. Sometimes you don't even wear underwear. Um, You don't wear underwear ever. Fun fact, y'all. Yeah, it, honestly, so many people probably see my dick almost every day. Do you th- is that true? Is that something you guys like talk about me behind my back? I know that it's very untrained with Euphoria right now, so I tell you where. Period. Oh my gosh, Euphoria is such a uh, un-euphoric experience uh, for us for many reasons. I mean, you love it. I have mixed feelings. I love it because I love direction. I like cinematography. I like scoring. I, lo- I think the score is beautiful. The music is great. I th- the aesthetic of the show is fantastic. I think we've talked about this before, so... Have we? Yes, we have. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so... <laughs> I just... The came out. I'm so behind. So, since I'm like, have we talked about it? I, I'm still just so, so shocked by it. But you know what? I do want to impress upon the people out there. Because, you know, if you're not in it, you may not realize that, you know, you watch Euphoria. But, you know, me in the school is kind of realistic, right? These kids are coming in hysterical. There are explosive moments. There are girls being solicited for threesomes in high school you know what i mean there are kids with videos of themselves and others doing stuff you know already so i guess i just brought you forward to be like it's just so weird because it's happening in real life and i like watch it and it's not mm-hmm. as fun and you know where does that where does that come from in this new generation i guess it makes me think about like where we go from here as a, as a human species like these kids this new generation is thinking about fuck well, I think um, what I love about Euphoria is it kind of wakes up all our, uh, at least the people that I'm assuming listen to this podcast, 25 and up, uh, from what we see in the stats. So thank you for stopping by. Um, but I, something I see in our 20s is that we sometimes feel like the Lexi. I, I notice a lot of my friends and people I talk to about the show say that they're a Lexi, which is the person that kind of is the observer, the Same. watcher, the person that's not <laughs> in the fray. 
Um, but what I also like kind of love about the show is that it allows for fantasy. And I think that's where we have to also allow in reality is the possibility of fantasy. I, is that a fantasy to you? No. Okay, there are fantasy like you know it's a fantas- fantastical moment uh, when you're just, a, a man is driving you on, in a pickup truck driving over ninety miles per hour and you're feeling the wind in your hair <laughs> like Cassie was and not getting killed in that same moment. That's fantastical. Right, she had this. And we, Lana Del Rey ride. We always hereditary. Get my head chopped off. And that's what I love about Euphoria. It's like rea- it, it feels like reality sometimes, but it also gives you like a music video kind of feeling. Can you tell me about your euphoria moments in high school or during this age of teen? I definitely had it was a late bloomer, so I like experienced mo- my most fantastical nights in college, and I, I like I just remember like when I went to New York with uh, one of my friend, one of my past friends, and we like I I hooked up with some, some random person in Denmark in a hostel. And we just like walked around all night in the in, in New York City, and it was great. So you went. It was a hostel, and if you don't know what it is, it's a scary movie that came out. <laughs> no, I mean hostels were not. I didn't know what it was until I met you because I only knew about the scary movie. Um, so you said you. So it's essentially like there's a bed in a mobile room, and you put two sheets on each side, like a fort, and then you were hooking up. Uh, basically, you do what you see in the reality shows, and that's another thing that was fantastical because we felt we like we were in a reality show. And again, when you're twenty something, you don't give a fuck. I uh, live for that, and so you don't think you're Cassie, you don't think you're Maddie, you don't think you're all these, you know, wild girls. Um, I definitely can be. Uh, to me, my wild girl would be Cassie because if I was, if I really jumped into like that lifestyle, I feel like I'd be very insecure and, like, no shade. I think that would be... Was I insecure then? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I feel like it would be based out of attention and it's based out... Because I wasn't feeling anything for this person. I mean, I wasn't really, like, even into it. I was just doing it because it felt exciting and it felt like a euphoric moment. I think that's something that we need to talk about. I think the show does very well. But and also, the thing is, reality is so boring sometimes that we need to... Drugs are so much better, and that's how, and that's how you would do it. No, I mean, I'm not talking about drugs when no, I say I've that. Had, I've had these experiences. You know, my experiences were hanging out with a lot of white females in, as a teen, ager, and um, that's just, it was a little euphoric. I did have friends that cut themselves and then did it for attention and wore short dresses on their to show their thighs. I had friends that were in rehab and were doing heroin. I did the things where the parents locked the girl out the house and then I show up to the house so they can get in, you know, and you know, we go somewhere and it's all these like crazy rebellious things. It was because it was fun, right? I was mm-hmm. like, look what I'm doing. I'm, I'm You were putting yourself in these crazy situations knowing that your friends are fully like I don't, want to, I don't want to judge your friends, but they were probably not the best influences. Or get, would get you in the best situations, but you still did it because, again... I mean, I don't talk to those whores anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, at the time, they were really fun whores. And so, like I said, I think that I think that's where... I, I Growing up now in my adult life, dating has been such a nightmare. And I'm glad that we got a, a, a question. By the way, if y'all ever need advice... Or if you have a question about something, please drop us a DM. Tell us that you listen to the episode and you want to ask us advice or um, a question, and then we will answer in the following episode. We're going to start doing that. So we're going to call this the advice of the week, I think. That's safe. I, I, def- I definitely wouldn't think we're going to call it wait. Um, you got a problem? 
<laughs> do we got a problem, Al? Okay, yeah, yeah, period. <laughs> period. So um, this week on Wait, You Got a Problem. Um, oh, that's, look at you being a brand genius. Ooh, brand motherfucking genius. I, 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 loves getting gassed up. Wait. Oh, can we talk about... Oh, you signed an NDA. We can't talk about it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Dudu has a big announcement coming up, but she cannot say anything. You got a few weeks. I can't wait to gag the entirety of DC. <laughs> <laughs> By answering a text. <laughs> But um, yeah, there are questions that we got. Um, in addition, but also I just want to preface this. Um, make sure they're like you know real questions, not like what's the best restaurant to go to. Or, yeah, oh, oh, or where can we get a job? Where I, can we get a job? <laughs> no shade, oh, no shade. Uh, we got and I, I if if I'm you not are LinkedIn. to be clear, if you're a fitness professional, I can tell you about jobs that might suit you, might not suit you in DC. What what works or not, I can help you with that. But I can't help you. With finding finance jobs. Clearly, I make fun of people that work in finance, so I don't think I'd even be the best reference for you. Uh, but again, just uh, make sure you just drop down any questions of advice or just life, because I think that's where we want to really push forward with this podcast. Um, is again, telling you, wait, don't do it. Don't do this bullshit that gets, keeps repeating a cycle. Um, but we got a question about so- dating on social media. Hey, Nunu and Rafi. Love your podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, we, I just moved to DC and recently I've been talking to this boy on Tinder. Unfortunately, I thought things were going great until he said that he didn't want to take things, he wanted to take things slow and, and or serious. However, I thought that we were moving towards more of a relationship, even though I saw it on his bio, (laughs) ooh, girl, even though I saw it on, on her bio, on his bio that he was not looking for a relationship. Should I continue talking to this person or should I let it go? Um, and the words of Idina Menzel, let it go, honey. <laughs> oh my god, that's okay, true. No, I, I, okay. So if you're on Tinder and Grinder and Bumble and Hinge and I don't know all the other apps you out there, Christian Mingle, you're you're into it for a relationship. Per, you're going to meet someone because you want to be in a relationship. Period. Of course, friends, all these things can come after because as you're dating, maybe you have a connection. Maybe it's not that, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. But, you know, being on there for friends is weird because it, it makes a, it makes you a, a placeholder, a space taker upper. Like, what what are you here for then? Um, Why are you at the concert if you don't hear the music? Uh, uh, okay. And, I, and to be clear, to be 100% clear, I... Truly believe that everyone in this environment, no matter if you are on there for a relationship or not, there is a part of you that would be okay with a part of with a relationship. It just it makes human nature. There's there are people working sixty out of the weeks, but somehow they have a relationship. People, <laughs> uh, okay, girl, you ain't so, never lie. So I don't understand this concept of people like I don't have time to relationship. Just say you are not trying to settle down, or I you don't feel like. That that's that that makes sense for you. However, something that I want to like encourage people is to just lean into experiences. Don't lean in with things that like. Even though we're wait, don't do it. Don't think in your head. Wait, don't do that. Or you're not here for this. Why are you closing out yourself experiences? So to me, what I would say to this person is you you read the bio. You saw that they um, 
were into friends. So you already had expectation management from there. But then they felt the need to double down on the fact, hey, I'm not looking for a relationship. Now it almost feels personal. I understand why this person asked this question because it feels personal. It's like, it's like it's like they're deciding for you versus you allowing yourself to, you know, make the decision when you meet the person. Right. Let's, let's be collaborative here, right? Yes. And and, and we it just has to have that vulnerability, and and that's just really the the key here. People don't want to open themselves up to that because you don't want to care too much. You don't want to feel anything because you don't want to feel the negative. So you rather feel nothing at all. So if you put it in the friend category so quickly then if something doesn't go the right way, it's fine. But then if it does go right, then you live your pretty woman, you know, rom-com fantasy, like, oh, we were friends and now we're lovers. Yeah. I um, I definitely have relate to this question. That's why we decided to read it today because I find myself in this situation a lot in D.C. is these uh, people that say they're not in a, like, look interested in a relationship but then love to surround themselves with my energy. And I just never understood that. And... So I definitely think that going back to, like, again, the youth, I don't want people to think about what they think they can't do. Lean into experiences, and I think most of my personal experiences that I've dealt with in dating have come from people that are not open to something new, not open to, like, they, they think they have a vision for themselves, and whatever doesn't fully match that vision gets X'd out. And so I think leaning into, like, some more excitable, spontaneous moments. I think that's why we watch things like Euphoria. I think that's why we we do these things. Because I think youth is so cherished in our culture that... Which which is the, the issue to me. Because then when you get in a relationship and it's not like that, then all of a sudden people want to be open. And all of a sudden, you know, it's not... It doesn't give because relationships are work and they're not yes. they're not you know great all the time they're happy sometimes they're sad sometimes they're mm. amazing they can be hurtful and that's just the expectation of, of a long-term committed relationship at the end of the day it, it's not all euphoria and so people get tired of that when the high wears off you start to see the colors so you know me personally and it's not shade to anyone, but I don't even really invest in people's I know relationship to after it gets to like that year or two range. Because that first year is always fun. First year's always fun. And if the first year is not fun, I feel like that's an issue. Right. The that's year, a that's a red flag, yeah. Everything's the best. You're you're always together. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time you do it is intimate. As some drag queens would say, having committed sex is the best sex. It's just it's too much. Um it's 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 so lovely and then year two runs around people start to reveal themselves problems three or four what happens when big issues happen how are you supporting them what are you seeing like when they're drunk sad depressed high grief stricken excited it's a it's, it's a lot so what i revel in this is the messy moment of the podcast okay what i love to do Open is ears. to just give and get into the relationship problems of, like, all my coworkers and everyone around me. Because I'm around all these um, individuals who identify as black females and dating in D.C. Um, who identify as straight. And it's, it's so hard for them, according to them. They're, they're issues. These men are something else. I mean, how do you coach someone when they're saying, oh, I, my relationship with two years just ended because I FaceTime work. 
And also, is this, this is twenty twenty two? Why is someone putting down work as their contact? Work don't Facetime you. Mm-hmm. And then you pick it up, and it's a twenty three year old, someone four years younger than you. And she says she's been in a relationship longer than you. <laughs> First of all, I, I hope she doesn't not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> that's messy. Um. And it happens in real life, so I'm saying it like... And I see that this is like something straight out of like reality TV. And to me, what I don't understand is how how deep is the oven or how deep is the knife? You know what I'm saying? Like how... How... Have you invested anything in... Because to me, right, like you kind of feel a feeling. Isn't there an intuition that tells you this person has not given me energy, so where's that energy going? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I agree, but you know... Maybe that that's not there, and some also people can juggle. You know, this person. Where's the bar for men? That's the question I'm asking. Another situation, another person. You know, they're arguing back and forth, and he's like, "Yeah, I was mad, but I appreciate that you hold me accountable because no one else does it. No one else pushes you." But then you get mad at her for doing it, and they have this back and forth, and it's just men say that all the fucking time. I know. What are their talks? They say that all the. That's that's what, talk my talk. last, the last person I fucked with. He said that he was like, "Oh, thank you for bring, like holding me accountable. Like I've never met someone that could just like tell me something straightforward. Never talk to me again." <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't be the only one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just very interesting how the men, like I said, we. So to me, like I think people who date men sometimes give men too much better than doubt. Too much like, oh, you know, this didn't sit right with me, but, you know, he's probably just busy or he's working. And I think that that's the unfortunate thing. And also, I think that a lot of, we've talked about in the podcast before, is feeding into that narrative. Feeding into, well, if the man is um, going to be cheating on me anyways, he better be paying me. Or he better be okay. paying me. Oh. <laughs> oh, we said we're not supposed to do that. Never mind. Don't do that. Wait, don't do it. <laughs> oh my god! But like, I mean, I mean, true facts. If your man cheated on you, he better be paying for I stuff. I mean, it, it's it's hard. It's honestly hard. Again, I'm not trying to be jaded to you know those out there, but to me, not those. You know, Beyonce got cheated on. So what makes you different? <laughs> and I'm really not even trying to go there. But like, I have no faith in in men, and. Or masculine people, especially masculine people. Ooh, extend that term. Yeah, because I think it extends to anyone that engages in masculinity. I think it's just more likely to cheat. That's just me. Um, Rafi's cheated a couple times. I've never cheated on anybody. Oh, okay, never mind. Never cheated on anybody. And you don't. So you don't even think you could cheat? No, (laughs) I don't have. You're trying to paint a picture. No, oh, here no, she go. No, no, here she go. It's just like it's just a little bold. Like you don't you don't think you're capable no. of, of this? Honestly, because I don't fuck with people. And, like if y'all know me at a personal level, I don't talk to nobody. I don't. I like, don't believe this at all. I oh, don't. I'm a genuinely friendly person when I'm out in brunches. That's where my energy goes. But if I, when I'm working or when I'm doing stuff and I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm not looking at nobody else. Like, I have, I have no energy for that. I have no energy for that. However. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to go, go there. I mean, again, that sounds good. And we all feel that way, right? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I couldn't imagine myself doing that. I don't think anyone also plans to really if cheat. If I really love someone, I wouldn't cheat. I'll say that. 
I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that statement because just because you love someone doesn't mean that you won't do something in a moment of vulnerability or weakness. And I understand that because you know I have men in my my family who've cheated on on their wives, and so I understand the extent of that kind of complex. However, I would like to believe that I not to turn my nose down to like toxic masculinity, but like. To me, I just don't. I have such a conscience. I think about do think about consequences. For people who don't think I think about consequences, I do think <laughs> about consequences. And I would I could never admit to something like I cheated on you, and I don't, and I can't hide it. I'm not a great liar. You know what I'm saying? So okay, so yours is that you couldn't get away with it, so you're not gonna do it. Period. You got it. Yeah. At it. least that's more fair for my humanity. Like I'm a human at the end of the day. So could it happen if I didn't see my partner and? like three years because we were in a long distance relationship maybe honestly honey but like but but, but you know it, it, yeah it definitely depends on your con i mean i feel like i would feel really morally so conflicted because you're hurting another person it's how hard to consciously hurt another person to me but out of both of us i think you'd be the person to cheat and which is hysterical both of us i think yes. you'd be the person that is insane and you off the phone you admitted that you'd be the one I think I'm a person who can get away with it. I agree. That's what I said. Don't do that. Don't do that. I said I think I'm a person who could get away with it, but I, I think it'd be you. You are literally projecting. I'm not projecting. I just see you. You know, a drunk night for you. I see you. me. A drunk night. You are so toxic and messy. You are a messy boots, Anya. Wow. Talk to your friends. How about that? And them too. And them too. Okay. No, I have never. They have never been in a relationship. Fun fact. Uh, but. Um, Nunu, you have mistress energy too. The way so Nunu what? talks to oh men. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about I this could subject. drag you on this podcast right no, now. No, no, but no, I'm, let's I'm let's not doing that for this little show. So, Rafi and I have this coined term called mistress energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you Google it, it does come from Rafi and I only. Do not use it without. Is that true? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But, um, so Raffi has mistress energy, and then he likes to project to say, I have mistress energy. Mistress energy is what? When you give tease that, you know, that you're side, that you're, you know, sexy, mysterious, that you're not a a one-night stand, or that you're not something... Constant. What? What? How do you? How does one even give mistress energy? Uh, mistress energy for me. Um, uh, hashtag the episode's called Wait. What's mistress energy. energy? <laughs> um, yeah. To me, my mistress. See, we both have mistress energy, but it's very different. I am. <laughs> when I'm talking to other men, I square up. I really do. I. I don't. Yeah, you're very like not. Um, I'm not submissive, submissive or passive I, no, or none of that. No, I really to the face, to the face. I look you in the eyes. I make sure I, I chin is up, which is just so masculine. And I know, period. <laughs> but you got to after you were bullied all through high school oh, as an adult. So now, a jail. So now, <laughs> feels like it. <laughs> Sometimes I wish it was, honey, because I'd be getting more dick in jail, honestly. So how do you have mistress? So I my mistress and mystery lies in the bedroom. Like when I'm sleeping with someone of a one night stand, I'm way more flirtatious. I'm way more like, let's make this into fantasy. Let's make this into like you know like I'm more. I ask questions that kind of are like a little bit more. I would say I like to think nuanced. I like to play music, um, to that's the mood stuff like that. 
as far as Nunu, when she is interacting with people in social media, text, it's always with a or of like bedroom eyes. <laughs> I'm a bedroom queen. Yeah, <laughs> it's always very that. It's very like, <laughs> um, you know. I mean, I definitely am inspired by you know a Jessica Rabbit, you know, sexy kind of thing. Like I'm, I've always loved those kind of women. I thought that was like what, what you do. So I, I mean, I, I'm a more of like a cater to you kind of woman, right? When first you meet me, and then like the opposite, you, meet, you actually know me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, soft, you know, stroking their ego, being delicate. Not a land of a man in ten days. Honey. Playful, coy, you know, make sure you're passive. I, you know, you, you make sure you know, it, I, I come as not threatening. Walk into the room whole first. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> you want to make the man feel like, wow, this is a breath of sunshine. I'm not getting it home, right? Like, yeah, the, and I guess that my mistress energy is actual mistress energy. Like, that's wife energy, honestly. <laughs> that's wife energy. <laughs> um, mistress energy is like, you only give it sexually. Like, you really just give that kind of fantasy sexually. And uh, when I text people or I message people, um, I think people get a different impression in New Paris. It's so funny. I also think the impression in New Paris is just, a mystery to begin with. Let's start there. What's the mystery of Nunu Paris? The, the I, audience. Who, who, you know, if, if you catch certain stories, certain tweets, you can see who I really am. But it's a mystery because I guess I look different. I sound different. <laughs> I I do everything different when I'm in Nunu. Mm -hmm. I guess it's softer. And, you know. like Would very, you be a bedroom oh, queen? As in, would you? Do you like you phone know. sex and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the <laughs> Yeah, you literally did that tonight. Your post was very interesting. Oh, I forgot I posted. You posted a random fake promotion to a sex hotline. Is that <laughs> what that red ass? <laughs> is that what that red ass? Yes. I just thought it was like sleepy, sexy. It's fun to be sexy. It was a fake promotion for a sex line. <laughs> That's what it gave. <laughs> it gave. Oh, she got braided for a sex and line. And I always think hooker is such a fun aesthetic. Like if you would have told me that you had a promotion for a sex line. Talking thing like, hey, they want me to promote that. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I would believe that that was your promotion. I that's that's lean into our mistress energy in 2022, y'all. I think it's fun and it's sexy to do. It's like a fun character. Like you know who has mistress energy? Cassie has mistress energy from Euphoria. Yeah, like I'm gonna make it good for right now, but I'm not the I'm not gonna stay forever, right? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yes. Gonna put, when you put a ring on, it also backfires because the guys like like it and they want to talk to you more. They want to buy you things. I'm like, bro. What does Ma does Maddie have mistress energy? Um, no, she has top all, energy. Top. First of all, the way that she makes what's his face bow his head when she talks to him is like, but the acting in that show is so good. Anyways, <laughs> I defer. Uh, uh, but yeah, channel. But that's why I do think people need to channel cha channel more. It's channel characters, channel people that like, especially those who identify as not queer. I I try to impress upon this to people all the time. Live your fantasy. The thing about queer people, yeah, we're not playing boy yet. We just like live our fantasy. It's all a character. It's all for a show. So I, I I just have fun. Yes, yes, just have fun. Have fun with it. And I think that that's people people don't do anything. So don't live your life with pre what's when you like like preconception preconceptions but also like the like don't live your life explaining yourself or debbie downing yourself put like so, put like put put some oomph to your words and that's and why like, i energy. always compliment the women at work who step mm -hmm. outside of the box there are some women who come in wearing red uggs looking busted mm -hmm. wearing sparkly 
scars giving drag brunch mm-hmm. but <laughs> i say i say you better give yeah you better give i i always say like it's better to be called delusional than boring or insecure like honey be your, live your delusion if you feel like you want to be something one day give it unless it's like of course be responsible you can't wake it's, up it's the responsibility piece but again Going back to euphoria, it's just so weird how this generation, even us, you know, we just engage in such behavior. How many kids are talking to 20-year-olds right now? How many kids are... Are kids still losing their virginities to people way older than them? Like 14-year-olds having sex with 20-year-olds? I mean, well, now, you know, I deal with kids going through sexual assault, you know. What happens when they get fingered on the bus? You know what I mean? What happens when they post their video online? What happens when their sex shed gets raided? And to me, why would you... Sex shed? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't think there's sheds and properties across from school? I'm trying to think you, out the back you, of the school. I'm trying, you, you, I'm trying to think you work for TMZ or something, because <laughs> you like to be up in the gossip. No, it just comes to me. It's the thing. I'm not, I don't search it out. I, I get all the fight. Every, every teacher do that. I do they see it on TikTok. Every teacher, especially if you're cool or educator, you know, you get the videos with the fights. You know what happened. Um, you know who be running their mouth and ain't about it. You know, <laughs> you start to learn what, what, what's up. <laughs> like, who was fighting? Mm-hmm. I, I saw the fight, fight happen today. I think it was going to happen in the hallway. I heard him talking about it. I was like, she says going to be excited today. And her hair up. She about to fight. Indeed. <laughs> and you just let her, you don't follow I, her? I, I, follow <laughs> 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 is that the, what I get paid it's for? The, it's the Hunger Games it's, bitches. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Did she get her ass beat? Did she win? Well, she was barely in it. I saw the video. <laughs> I was like, you talking all that shit. <laughs> but you won't do nothing but scream it. <laughs> <laughs> but your other friends will get beat up. What kind of fighter are you? Are you like a fighter? Would you like fight? I'm a runner, yeah. <laughs> I'm a track star. I definitely am a avoider. Um, I want to be on a bad boy season. I want to be on a bad gay season. I want to. I want to fight. I, I think I'm intimidating. I think I want to start believing in myself. Like, I am in real life. Like, what six feet, and then with heels and drag, I'm like six four, six five, and so I'm kind of big. And in my head, I think I'm like rabbit. Like, I think I'm like five two. <laughs> you. That's why people think I'm short. People are like you're taller than you actually are. You're like taller in prison. <laughs> And I'm like, I am a strong 5'10", and I've said that. 5'2". Nudu is literally just two inches taller than I am. See, look, I'm so tall, I'm bumping into the mic. <laughs> no, I, you're, you're short, and that's okay, but you're tall, <laughs> but you're tall ethnically, you know what I mean? Culturally, you're tall, okay. and I know culturally you are tall. <laughs> okay. In your own culture. Um, so, to the Salvadorians at home, she's calling you short. No. <laughs> The, the world, the genetics are calling you short. But you don't need to be tall. Why do you need to be tall for? What's the point? Imagine being the tall bottom. I'm kidding. Y'all flat. Y'all flat. Look at her. She oh says, she says shit, but she's going to run from the fight. That's bottom energy. That's bottom energy. That's bottom energy. <laughs> oh my God. I'm the villain. I'm the drama. You are the toxic villain bottom. <laughs> you are. I can't deny that. And Pangina Hills. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's so good. I'm so excited for her. Nunu thinks I have an Asian fetish, and I'm very interested to explore that conversation. Well, you know, we have some really famous drag queens who discuss fetishes and um, and how fetishes are not bad. That, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's like fetishizing race and stuff, as long as oh! you're... Okay. I'm quoting what they said. Name um, the name of drag queens. Also, don't, don't... Oh, Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, really? Winners. 
you know, and when they quoted and saying that, you know, it's okay as long as it's consensual, you know, even race play and stuff, <gasps> which, you know. They did not say race play. They said if it's, it, yeah, if it's consensual, then it's definitely would be okay. And how, how do you feel about that? I mean, I remember back in the day on Tumblr, you could find blogs that were in the race play and you would find things. Um, I don't get it, but I guess it's not for me to get. I mean... I mean, I don't kink shame. I don't want to kink shame. I don't want to kink shame, but, but like, when does slavery become hot? I mean, I mean, but it's also humiliation. There's humiliation out there. People love to be humiliated. People like to be pissed on. And to me, I'm like, I kink shame. There's a lot of stuff that I don't personally understand, like the caging of the genitalia. I don't get that. Oh, yeah. That's that's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kink shame. That. Why no? Why, I don't understand what's the point of the cage. You never know. I don't know. I don't. That's not my for me. What I can wrap my head around is definitely not letting a white man call me, call me no dumb Mexican, suck my dick, whatever. That would make me want to fight him. Yeah, yeah. I could imagine we call the N word just on a regular like, day. Suck this dick. Yeah. Like I mean, does that mean that? They have issues that need to be addressed. Would yes. that need to be addressed in therapy? But you know, but they, also like, I mean, did you grow up watching Harlem hookups? Harlem hookups, like the black guy from Harlem who fucked all like these random white men. I I grew up on it's gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure the and, family like. Yeah, uh, uh, we all grew up on it's gonna hurt. Dot com. <laughs> We oh I'll never God. forget, but um, <laughs> if you know, you know. That's so that <laughs> this bitch was straight until eighteen. Fuck you. <laughs> you were straight watching. <laughs> you were straight. You were straight. He's a porter. No, dude, he said. Try it. Try it. This and the storylines are not adding up here. Classic. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, but yeah, what were we talking about? Big dicks? But no, 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 no. <laughs> I definitely have I'm very much open to uh, like anybody. Like I'm preferably not white, obviously, because there's things there. Uh, obviously, I mean, I think I, I think it's safe to say that I I, I no disrespect to white people, <laughs> but th- I mean this with some disrespect. They're gonna come to you like lemon did say I'm half Scottish, so. Um, well, no. I, <laughs> Honestly, if the person was international, maybe I could deal with it. Like if they were Scottish or you know, you know something else. But like white Americans are a no for me. They're just a no. They're just a flat out no. White Americans don't bring nothing to the table besides traumatic families, and I don't want to invest in the white American family as a culture. But I'm open to introducing family to like you know anyone else. Anyone else. I think that would be interesting to me. Like. Culturally, how do like Italians do family or like da, da, da. so? I think that would be more enticing to me in that sense. But I do value people with culture. I do prefer people that would bring some international appeal. Um, but I told Nunu one time that I was like very much into like Asian men, and I still stand by that. I still think that Asians are gorgeous, but I don't want to say that I'm over here. Watching Japanese blurred porn all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I never liked the blurred. Never. Yeah. First of all, show it. Show it. Yeah. These it, kids it. don't know though. Back in the but day, also, you had to use imagination. But also, <laughs> but it also begs the question because I grew up on like DVDs. We all grew up on porn DVDs. So you you owned 
pornography DVDs. I I, porn, I I stole like an like my. So you never pop, you never purchased them. Oh my god! I'm looking back. My my cousin probably knows I stole them from him. Um, you stole them. I stole my my cousin had like a, a a top underwear drawer full of porn, like CDs of like big booty bitches from big booty bitches, and to like Asian like Japanese like porn. And that, I mean, when you're 14 and you live from the millennial era, you only had a PlayStation and those two CDs sometimes. And so I'd be Imagine watching. Doing so I, I would so kill myself. I, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so sorry. That it seems so just stressful. It seems yes, barbaric. Back in the day, honey, whoo, you had to mute. You had to be up here. I'm <laughs> like, doing it on a Wii. Yeah. <laughs> you did it on a Wii. You were jacking off to like Sims, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then it was between I stole a Japanese one and I I stole um, like I'm turning Japanese. I guess I'm turning Japanese. Like some really big booty, so. big booty Mandingo. Yeah, so, yeah. My cousin had that too. And so I mean, and those are two spectrums CDs. that I frequent a lot. So we were maybe just trading that, DVDs, huh? We were just trading DVDs. Yeah. Oh, we, me and you would have watched porn together with your friends. No, honestly. no. Back in the day, yes, we would. No. I didn't about sex with anyone until I turned, like, 20. I feel like we would be, like, the, we're the epitome of a super bad, though. Um, I've those, never seen that. If you that. know, you know. I've never seen super bad. You have. We've laughed about it. I, I know the references because I like to be relevant, but I don't know what super bad is. I don't know what happens. I know Jonah Hill is in there, and he's young. And How have you watched Scott Pilgrim save the world but not super bad? Because one's good. Michael Sarah Gay back in the day. So, for, to be clear, Superbad is hilarious. Everyone should watch Superbad. I'm, I'm sure there's still merchandise about it. Super, huh? But you know, did I watch Pineapple Express all the way through? Eh. I guess it's not your kind of humor, but we are definitely the the main two characters in that movie. I'm de- you're definitely Michael Sarah, and I'm definitely the other one. <laughs> I'm definitely Jonah Hill in that movie. Michael Sarah was not in Superbad. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Michael Sarah was in Superbad. Oh, my God. If I look up this right now on live. That's why I said, live. how have you asked Scott Pilgrim but not Superbad? That's one thing. That's the thing they put him on the map. No, it wasn't. Yes, he was. I remember him being on TRL. Oh, he sure wasn't. You do. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't hot then. He, he's, and then he got hot for a little bit. He stopped being hot. He was just so funny at the back of the day. You know, Jim and I, you know, we love his show. But yeah, so um, yeah, so I think that is like I don't know what brought me to Superbad, but you're just talking about um, how you wanted to watch porn with me back in the day. Yeah, we would. I think we would definitely I mean, be those never, two never. talking about dick size. No, because don't you wish you would were no, able to talk no. with another gay best friend about no. dicks and stuff when no. you were in the closet? No, I want that's a fantasy to me. I that's can't like, do it. My, I can't do it. Oh my god, it's uncomfortable. I was just so private, and I had such an organization to me, right? I had such a methodology about. But it. we weren't friends with each other back in the day as gays. We couldn't be because it would be obvious. People call us boyfriends and all stuff. So I think that's what I'm saying. Like I wish I grew up just like girls talk about sex and all that stuff, or like straight boys in high school talk about sex uh, with each other. But gays never have that. We we have to like suppress it, suppress it, suppress it. I'm gonna give you four year girls. Which ones? Oh, they got euphoria. All the young gays got euphoria, which is essentially watching porn. And they, I guess they get to talk about it, but they don't. I, I wonder if they. They're probably more so like obviously when they're out now more. But I'm still talking about the young gays that are growing up in the south that probably don't get to have other gay best friends in the. In the that makes a difference. It makes a difference, but you know, the, people find each other, and and people find what they need mm-hmm. when when they get. It. I didn't need it back then. 
And I was using LimeWire. And you were using PlayStation. What do you mean? I got all mine on LimeWire. Oh, I was definitely a LimeWire porn girl. Wait, how did you download your porn? LimeWire was so fun because it was like our luck of the draw kind of stuff. You never know what you're going to get. It was so fun. Sean Cody was easy to get. Macho Fucker was oh, easy Oh, Sean to Cody get. was easy to get, but that was always so boring. That was the stiffest. That's when I just knew it wasn't going to go anywhere for me. <laughs> um, speaking of stiff. How hard is it? How big is it? <laughs> how deep is your love? How deep is your love? No. Um, going to February is Black History Month. We're going to, of course, talk more in depth on that as we go out the month. I haven't seen a lot. What's going on for Black History Month? What are we doing? It's February. Um, I'm still I, paying taxes. Um, as a black people, you shouldn't pay taxes. Isn't that what they say on the state room? Um, it's a very interesting beginning of the month because we have not seen a lot about Black History Month right now. But I think that it also might culminate into, like, a, I can't speak for the black community, but, like, it's just been a really traumatic no, you're black. year you overall. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, traumatic year overall, and I feel like people are just, I don't know. I feel like there's an exhaustion. There's an exhaustion. And at this point, I feel like, how are you pay, How are you doing it in actions? Are you donating when you need to donate on Black History Month? Where you need to, are you... Are you are Just you supporting to, people all throughout the year. Are you supporting, yeah, are you, well, exactly, especially throughout the year. Are you not stealing content you from, from yes. Brown and are you Black creators? educating yourself this month on something? You don't are have you, to post about it anymore. Are you using I, your spotlight to, you know, shine light on other people? Are you using your platform to yes. promote others who may not have that platform? So mm-hmm. so I hope that um, that's how people are spending their time. Because, yeah, a post doesn't really do much. And I think that's something we need to move away from a culture. It's like, does a post validate Does a post validate that this person is not racist? Because we all know there's racist people out there that when they get caught for being racist, will be like, oh... This is how I'm not racist. Look at this black baby I'm holding. That's literally what a real housewife of Salt Lake City did. I, I, they still doing it in 2022? Absolutely. And this one was Asian. Jenny, I was so disappointed. I really like Jenny. Jenny win. Jenny wins the award for racism. Um, and this <laughs> and this award racism award goes to that's not racism awards. 2022. What do y'all think? Drop in the comments if you want us to host racism awards and we just give awards <gasps> out. For the worst racist and the best racist. As our best and worst racist are all best. <laughs> or racist, best, and worst. What, what is it? That is a branding idea, and I'm going to use that. We're okay, that. okay. The Racist Awards. Coming soon, the 2022 Racist Awards. But until then, stay warm. Most racy, most racist award show. Most racist food place. I think we could really do this. We can, and we, we need your help. So make sure you donate to our GoFundMe yes. and um, support black and brown creators. And, and how can they support this black creator right here next to me? You can follow at Nino Parish, y'all. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Give a like, shout out, follow, whatever, whatever. Make sure you follow Rafi. Where can they find you? The voice of, course, of DC. The, the only platform, the Wait Done Do It podcast platform on IG and, of course, TikTok. Where we're about to hit 18,000 followers. Uh, and I want to say thank you. It's the beginning of the year. 22 has started out. Oh, and we're in this together still, y'all. Yeah. It can <laughs> yes. still get better. You remember last year it was kind of like, oh. Trust us, y'all. We have those thoughts, too. We are definitely, like, sometimes, like, well, me and you both. Why, why, what's the point? But just keep smiling. Keep adding good energy into the world. And hopefully it'll fix itself out. We love you, babes. And we'll see you on the road. Ooh. Bye.